Let me see if I got this straight. I come to you. I come to you with what may be the preeminent discovery of the 20th century, the possibility of extrasolar life. And I get shit-canned for it? Saying, I know how important this is. But searching for ETs in this political environment is a tough sell on Capitol Hill. Welcome to Film Sack. I hope you had a nice Christmas, everyone, and I hope your New Year's awesome, too. We are here to mine the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, as usual. This is episode 633, and I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He spent this whole movie just wishing he owned all the CRTs they had done away. (laughs) Oh, give me that one, and I'll take one of those. Ooh, is that a 27-inch? Oh, hi. Uh, This week on Film Sack, we find ourselves listening intently for the arrival of just one glowing finger's worth of intelligent life from this 1996 sci-fi thriller starring everybody's favorite. Oh, please, God, won't the global warming take us already? Charlie Sheen with glasses and a goatee. I give 50 visual IQ points for the glasses, 10 GQ points for the goatee. If you don't know what GQ is, then you probably didn't grow up in the 90s when we took our fashion advice and cologne samples from magazine. Who needs to buy cologne when you can just rub a magazine page all over your body? Which is what the director was probably high on when he agreed to make this movie. Oh, a shiny sheen has appeared. No, shiny sheen. Why have you betrayed us? Anywho. Wait, Glorp. We're aliens. Wait, Glorp. Are you saying these humans have knees to go like, oh, praise be to the alien gods that hurt so much. That's the wrong angle for knees. But yes, I think I can do that two or three times daily to increase our very literal green gas production of green gas balls that we release into the atmosphere to terraform the planet and make some shiny sheens that can towel off on the balcony. Stupid humans will never suspect a thing. Ha! Take that, colder climate humans. Now I must run away. Oh, high jumping gods of our people, the pain. Ah, totally worth it. Randy, I'm glad this movie has a character I can relate to so it can explain science to me without being weird about it. Rotates hat 45 degrees. Oh, balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, balls. Oh, uh, bend the knee. Wait, not that way. No, wrong uh, way. <laughs> wrong way, buddy. All right, let's also welcome to the show Randy. He'd like to celebrate the arrival of the 90s ass goatee Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, and thank you for coming to this seminar on, well, you know what's really going on here, don't you? We don't need to say the quiet part out loud. We're all living uh, in, we're all in, you, Mm -hmm. you and I, all of us, are in on the big secret. And as you know, it's easy to hide massive conspiracies from whole continents of humans. Just look at the conspiracy to have Taylor Swift take over the NFL. No one notices what's really going on because you wouldn't think the plan would be to have the Chiefs lose every stinking game the year after winning the Super Bowl in order to 
to advance the plan. But that's how they get you, isn't it? You know better. And you are going to be even more adept at escaping with your life when everyone's trying to kill you. If you simply follow my three paranoid rules. Number one, don't do a damned thing to protect yourself. Go home, start a neighborhood-wide science project that anyone can see if they just walk by your house and look into your window. Number two, once you realize that your life is on the line, travel openly during the day when you can be spotted. Don't wear a disguise. Disguises are for pussies and Mexican Ron Silver, who is a pussy. Number three. <laughs> wow. Remember that when you finally have evidence that the conspiracy is true, the only way to make people know about it is to broadcast it to their televisions mm -hmm. without any kind of explanation or context. Could you have hired investigators and attorneys with all of your clearly substantial wealth? Yes. But where's the fun in that? Get yourself on TV, baby. You're going to be a star. Oh, you are. <laughs> simple, simple steps to becoming a star. With us finally, Brian, I'll never forget the time he made three tubs collapse through three floors of a Mexican building like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, Ibbet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the the bathtub stacking championships. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. For this one, I'm going to encourage you, if you have access to them, to have the lyrics of this one in front of you. There's a lot of yeah. stuff. I have a lot oh. of stuff to cover here in this song. Uh, we watched uh, 45 songs for... Uh, I'm sorry. We watched 45 movies for FilmSec this year, and I'm going to go through all of oh. them. What? Oh, wow. Amazing. Oh, that's a long intro. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Here it goes. Shit critique for Mingo Phone. Randy can't leave Catwoman alone. Checklist. Trope alerts. Film sack history. Scrutiny. Brian's prom. Did I ever tell you about the time? Cave vaginas. Now let's talk about 2023. Jordan Peele told us no cabin in the woods, horror tropes, non-stop and red. I made us all afraid to fly. Hollow went Swiss Army men. Man of fire, we gave a ten. Moonfall, walking tall, bond is back in thunderball. The arrival was a dumpster fire. <laughs> I think she was on crack, but we watched for film sack. The arrival was a dumpster fire. <laughs> but we got to talk smack, watching things for film sack. Tom Cruise ran in MI3, then we watched him live, I repeat. Triple Dose, Stallone, and Rambo, Cobra, and Creed. Iron Eagle and the Mist got our scares with the Exorcist. Three days of the Condor, Redford did the deed. Patriot Games were no child's play. Cocaine Bear got away. Stay alive, Uber Drive in a movie called Spree. Watch the Fleshman and return. Don't forget the Green Lantern. So you see, poor Feige, we gave more time to DC. The arrival was a dumpster fire. It's our final movie, and this year was groovy. The arrival was a dumpster fire, and she smoked a doobie, and it made him kooky. Hunting, conjuring, slacker was nonstop talking. Uncharted, who farted, franchise up before it started. 65 mystery men, stranded, stating two men. Strange days, underworld, where the lichen gets the girl. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Black Rain, Daredevil, the Cohen started Blood Simple, Travolta heard a murder on a recording device. Oh. Women die who try to date him, born gives them an ultimatum, Bond got racist and you only live twice. <laughs> the arrival was a dumpster fire, but it's our conditioning that you still keep listening. The arrival was a dumpster fire. 
But in 24, there will still be more, be more, be more, be more, be more, be more, be more. I didn't know we'd get a finale. I didn't either. Dude, can we get an encore as well? Brian, I have no notes. No notes. That was amazing. That was your best work. You saved your best work for the end of the year. That was incredible. Thank you. Thanks. I thought of the, came up with the idea of doing that basically when we ended the last one. I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to do a recap. And then like, oh, I probably should have something in there about the arrivals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. warned it into the, the chorus. chorus. No, that's chorus perfect. I'm, I'm glad we're landing on the arrival for the last movie of the year. Yeah. Like, I yeah. really feel yeah. like somehow in a year of sacky film sack movies, we have found the sackiest of the, the year oh, yeah. at the end. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. fills the sackiest by whatever that, you know, I don't know. Our definition evolves. But sackometer. It feels right that this is yeah. it for 2023. And we saw, it's funny, I was reminded in that song, we saw a lot of good movies this year too. We did. Oh yeah, you Man know? on Fire and uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which I'm still going to call Live, Die, Repeat because it, it rhymes it yeah. with MI3. It's yeah. also it's also <laughs> a way better term or way better name. It's a way better and, title. Yeah. yeah. And this was like a, such a Christmas gift to me. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been waiting. Uh, you ever finish something and you're like, oh, I can't wait for other guys to get here and see this bullshit. Yep. Yeah. They're not going to, yeah. they're not going to believe it. Yeah. And this is like the best gift. I almost cried. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's like a Christmas <laughs> miracle. Randy and Scott are watching this right now. Oh, and yeah, I want to be right? right there with them. Oh, I wish man. I could watch it again for the first time ever. <laughs> I, I know Scott's got a, a intro for us, but I just want to, I just want to say, Scott, we're all waiting for your, your assessment of this movie. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I will just, I will, uh, I will save my, my major thoughts for after the intro, but I will, will say that uh the minute somebody cracks their legs backwards <laughs> is the second i went oh what? okay all right yeah. now we're oh. now we're cooking with gas this movie just upped its game yeah yeah and it's <laughs> real it's that. real dumb from here forward and and it did not disappoint uh so yeah i had a great time with it let's get to that fake oh one quick note uh, congratulations to Brian Ibbett for doing the impossible, which is yes. somehow making Kevin Feige's last name rhyme with something else. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you actually put, freaking pulled that off. That's amazing. Uh, uh, that one, uh, you know, uh, worked out. Just worked out really well. Worked out yes. great in the end. All right. Here is your fake Fletcher introduction for the film The Arrival. The Arrival! Uh-huh. Zane, an astronomer, discovers intelligent alien life. But the aliens are keeping a deadly secret and will do anything to stop Zane from learning it. I think Charlie Sheen is on a lot of drugs and living with 20 porn actors around this time. Gross! <laughs> yeah, yeah, this would have been his era, man. This was his uh, his cocaine, snorting cocaine uh, off, a, off a hooker's bum. Uh, right well, before I mean, we got tiger blood and uh i'm a wizard yeah uh, yep yeah he's, he's I mean, not if, far. It, if it imperfect he need to play a, a paranoid uh you know person here and he does a perfect is perfect for the role it's funny though because this Thank movie you this movie's considered uh um, well it is a, man, a huge flop flopped at the at the oh at the box office yeah. but it's 20, also 25 million budget made like 16 million back but i don't know it's it's on every freaking free thing you can think of now is that does well that mean part money? the the reason given for it is 
Yeah. Everybody always says, oh, that's because Independence Day also came out like a month later or something like that. Yeah, they were advertising the crap at Independence Day. So if you were seeing all the hype around Independence Day and, oh, my God, was there hype if you weren't around? There was toys. There was commercials. It was the summer of the Independence Day. Mm-hmm. It was it was huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, a big, way, it was a big whoop. By the way, I, I just want to correct on the Charlie Sheen point. I looked I looked up his biography and went through it all very oh. carefully mm. to place this movie. At this time, he was married to Donna Peel, living with Donna Peel, and was pretty small time, all things considered. Obviously, he was, you know, uh, uh, in the midst of his rise of nepotism, but um, he was not at all uh, wacky or like he he hadn't given any interviews, like or done any late shows with weirdness yet. All right. of that happened like ten years. Oh, after absolutely! And we didn't know how crazy Charlie Sheen was until when, later, right? When yeah, did yeah. Uh, Two and a Half Men start? Like, what was that uh, early aughts, right, or late nineties? Yeah, Two and a Half like Men starts. In it was after this, though. Two thousand three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, two thousand three is okay. Two and a Half Men. So twenty three. Sorry, twenty years ago, which is still pretty significant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he. Uh, this would have been so. This is like you know, post platoon, post uh, what was the what was the Wall uh, Wall Street? <laughs> what was the movie called Wall Street? Was it was the, about Wall Street. Was the, wasn't there a movie about a street <laughs> called Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. and so had, you know, and he had made some serious money with the Rookie in '90 and the Three Musketeers in '93. Hmm. But I'm I'm just saying he was still on the rise. He he the, he you know, in his first marriage, <laughs> he's he's been married three times. And uh, like, just not, he was not at all the person that we, we think of who melted right. down in 2010. What was your, what was your, um, oh yeah, that would have been 2010 because TMS really, when we launched, it was like Charlie Sheen wall to wall for a while there. Oh, so much, so many clips and stuff of uh, Sheen. But yeah. when, when was your, your necessary, not necessary roughness, what was the baseball movie? Uh, Oh, major, yeah, major, major League, League, the one that Randy loves so much. That was, yeah. that was prior to this, right? When he was wild okay. thing. 80s yeah. yeah 80s that sounds right that was peak sheen to me for my my mm-hmm. money yeah that was peak yeah. sheen uh four years prior to this hot shots uh let's see so that was a little goofy um yeah. men at work yeah, some stuff in here yeah. there was a moment there where we all went all right second generation sheens we got this going here yeah. this is yeah. good him and yeah. emilio estevez, estevez kicking was ass. doing great too yeah. breakfast club and yeah and then things got weird and they did that trash can or tra- garbage man movie together. Man at work. And man at so, work, did, yeah. so we did Terminal Velocity, right? Didn't we do that? Uh, it sounds like something we would yes. do. <laughs> I feel like we did Terminal Velocity. I need to look that up because that was the year prior, and I. I don't know. We didn't do. We didn't do. Term- oh my god, we did a bunch of those where there was like there was yeah, all I people mean, jumping out of airplanes. And those names are also interchangeable, right? It's you know, yeah, yeah. We could we have did. watched. We probably watched a dozen movies that could have been called Terminal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. We did not do it. It turns out I just did a Fast search. Fall. Okay, we should. Well, this it is should uh, be on our list. This is yeah. This should be on our list at some point. Although I'm not saying we stack our Sheen experiences. I think no, we I'm good. No. For, I'm good for at least a week. Yeah. Oh He's gosh, I mean, I feel that. like those need to have a bigger <laughs> gap be, uh, between those than uh, Bond movies. Yeah, like really. once a year, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, coming at the end of this episode, we're going to stack our Danny DeVito. Okay. We'll talk about okay. that. Oh, later. my okay. gosh. We are going to do that. Well, That's okay, they're though. small, so they're easy to stack. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a Russian nesting doll. There's like three yeah. of them. He's still not my height. I can't figure it out. Wait. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got this directed by David Twohey. Tui? Tui is how I pronounce it. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, Tui. That makes more sense. All right. T-W-O-H-Y. Yeah, it's a weird name, but... um. It's uh, it's funny because this this movie's got some crazy connections in it. 
uh, Richard Schiff, who plays a very brief role at the beginning of kind of his partner, his his research partner, um, oh, and yeah. is later yeah. murdered by the a- alien government. Anyway, <laughs> him, Terry Polo, and Ron Silver were all in the West Wing alongside yes. Charlie Sheen's dad. Yes. <clears throat> Some, you know, a few years later, 99, was when that started. And I just wonder, was there any time on the set where Richard Schiff would walk up, who played Toby, walked up to, to Martin Sheen and said, uh, Mr. President, uh, your son is uh, snorting cocaine out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Could have been. But uh, he had a tiny role in this. I wish it would have been bigger because I like Richard Schiff a lot. He's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a lot of fun to watch. Too. Yeah. Um, but, but David Toohey is not an unknown uh, quantity. He's a writer. He, he primarily yeah. writes screenplays. And you know, we have sacked him a few times already already uh probably most recently the fugitive right um, you know he right. wrote the screenplay for that and he's the guy behind the the pitch black movies you know riddick yeah, chronicles and, of riddick and all that stuff mm-hmm. love yeah. it yeah the riddick it movies feels a lot more like riddick movies than it feels like uh the fugitive which was just a yeah you know just a good translation of a story that already existed yeah this is the, uh, this felt like um because mm, because riddick would come right after this i think right Right. Or, uh, uh, sorry, uh, the first one, which was called, uh, uh black, pitch black, pitch black, pitch black. Pitch black? Yeah. Um, and that would really, I mean, for good or for bad, or I don't know, depends on how you feel. I don't think the Riddick movies are as good as everyone thinks they are, but right. for, for whatever it is, that's this guy's, you know, opus, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he sticks with it for a long yeah. time and he, and he's coming back for an, I guess they're doing a new one. Mm. It says there are, there's a project underway. I don't know how real that is or whatever. It could be, could be smoke i don't know but but uh this did not reach those levels for me this felt like yeah. almost like a television this felt like early sci-fi yeah. <clears throat> early sci-fi channel qualities effects and oh. acting and filming and all that i i want to praise the cinematography because really i don't feel like this movie has <laughs> any business looking this good in terms of shots the the cinematography of this movie, the placement of the camera, the movement of the camera, it felt real good to me. Like what much better than the overall yeah. movie. And so the cinematographer is Hiro Narita. Uh, this is the person who was behind the camera for uh, Star Discovered Country. Um, and we'll just uh, that's an early Star Trek connection for you. I'll give you an actor later. Right. Um, the he did the cinematography for the Rocketeer. And when you start looking at his list, you're like, oh, The Arrival looks like these, which are perfectly well-shot films. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the, and mm-hmm. I was curious, so there is something that feels odd about this film is I, I think it falls into the editing category. I don't know if they didn't get the shots, but some shots, obviously, blue screen, green screen, uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I didn't even mean to do that. Um, but yeah, there's some, there's some places where it's like that shot was not only it was unnecessary and it really showed, you know, the, the stitching of the, of the, of the, of the movie. And I was like, why did they, why did they do that? I, I couldn't quite figure out exactly where to place some of the gankiness. Well, the, the effect works in the underground bunkery stuff as he went down that elevator, R- real yeah. rough down there, real trouble. Don't forget yes. the same yes. year as year uh, Independence Day, a huge budget film that's coming out with some really good special effects, the best mm-hmm. at the time. And yeah, this looked like a sci-fi, like, like you guys have said, a TV movie. Yeah, a TV movie. Small, and it's, and it's, it's got a high-minded concept, though, that I really like. I really like this idea of the infiltration of 
of the government and science from an alien I, source and they're they're manipulating shit and tweaking it. And that's interesting. It creates a lot of tension and what are we going to do to expose it? And in the right I hands was, with the right budget, this is a way more yeah. successful film. And I, wasn't I, it I was weird the, when you had the realization, oh my gosh, I'm watching a 27-year-old movie about global warming? Yeah, yeah. and see, that was, that was one of my yeah. problems with the film because I'd already been, I recently watched Medicine Man. And so, and Fern Gully, these were all movies at the time that were accused of talking down to us and treating us like we don't get, you know, global warming or we don't get the impact of cutting down the rainforest and that kind of stuff. And so you need to kind of shove that message in our face. Hmm. And so I was kind of primed for that a little bit. And I was like, oh man, it feels, it feels a little heavy handed on the on the global warming as a matter of fact it's like sometimes i'm like i'm not sure is, is the message trying to tell us oh you know what you, you better get on it because if you don't the aliens are going to come down and <laughs> make gonna, it worse exactly, yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that message was weirdly mixed because <clears throat> on the one hand it was like well you guys i think the alien said it uh, the ron silver alien said um mm-hmm. well you guys started it we're just accelerating <clears throat> it and can do yeah, what to take yeah, you 100 right. years to ruin your stuff we're going to do it in 10 and i thought Oh, so wait a minute. Are we better because we're taking longer to do this shit, <laughs> right. or is it right now? And it, it felt a little heavy-handed, uh, but I, you know, I, I totally dismissed that. We did a lot of that in the in the nineties. Sometimes films want to feel like they're really important. God, we got to sack the medicine man because it really wants to feel like it's important. And when you look back at it, you're like, oh yeah, we were just. Well, and that's what ranting. I love so much about this movie. Like, if I if I'm going to defend it, I love yeah. that this movie doesn't take itself too seriously. Oh, that I'm ultimately, ultimately, the like the real story here is of someone who looks like a conspiracy theorist and wishes people would just listen to him and believe him. And yeah. that's a, that can be a very uh, action packed place to to be. You know, like. Because he's trying to escape from people who are trying to kill him, and he's trying to understand what in the world he's seeing, and like that, you know, and like the action's good. I felt like it was just, uh, you know, it was very deftly told. This yeah. conspiracy theorist who's actually telling the truth. You're not, you're not paranoid if they really are out to get yeah. you, right? Like yeah. that's a that that's a good movie. Yeah. Have you yeah. guys seen anybody seen the sequel that they made in '98? I I skimmed through the first part of it, but I I it's just not it's not their rival. Just for for this, right? It wasn't yeah. You, you skimmed through it years ago or something, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, it was just I no I I actually done it a while back because I was like, oh, I didn't know they ever made a sequel. I forget when it was. Anyone I, uh, anyone come back for that? Like it's not Sheen I, again, is it? I can't remember, but I remember thinking I started watching a little bit, and I remember thinking you know what? I don't think I'll ever have the experience I had that attracted me to this movie. <laughs> <clears throat> when the aliens first cock back their knees, that was like, yeah, yeah that's hard to be engaged. I, yeah. I had to, like, <clears throat> Tina was, Tina was uh, just, just <laughs> leaving the room. And I, that happened. I'm like, Oh, Tina, get back in here. You right, right. Whoa, this. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave <laughs> yet, babe. You gotta see. 10 <laughs> seconds too early to see this. And just laughing my head off that special. Yeah. Laugh. That, that I don't, you know, I don't know how much we were supposed to laugh at that, but, boy did i laugh at that like i was, yeah. I was like all right i'm supposed to be freaked out i'm supposed to feel uncomfortable about what he transformed yeah. into and <laughs> instead i just that, went like what the frick is going on in this right. movie so, yes, I watch this, like, like yeah. what are they gonna do next what are they gonna do next come yeah. on yeah. Just to, like, follow follow that with quick. Quick. Yeah. yeah uh jane yeah. it's jane sibbett and patrick muldoon in the arrival 2 okay, okay. 
Patrick and I just Muldoon. want you I want you to hear uh, the description of the movie. I don't know who that is, Patrick Muldoon. Uh, he handsome guy who Yeah, um, handsome guy. That's always Yeah. To. What uh, but I can't tell you a single thing that I remember him being in. I have to look him up. That name is Oh, uh was it, he was uh, Starship Troopers, right? He was the guy that uh Not the main guy, right? Not the main guy, not no. the Casper Van Dien, <clears throat> but the guy that uh, his girlfriend leaves him Daniel for. Daniel Jackson? No. No. <laughs> no, no, that's a different I, franchise. Yeah. Um, ah, Patrick Muldoon. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Okay. So, yeah, he's the guy that, uh, what's this, but Denise Richards leaves. Uh, oh, that's uh, right. Casper Van Dien oh, for, this guy. Uh, yeah. All right. You probably I know, know more from Melrose Place. That, that, that tells right. you where, his, right. where he yes. kind of fits in. He's starting right. to look like... Um, Oh, who's that funny guy from Saving Silverman and a million other things? Uh, uh, shit. He looks oh, like... Shit. I can't think of his name. Anyway, <laughs> he looks like him uh, now that he's getting older. But whatever. This guy, you know, yeah, handsome man. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you'd yeah, kiss him. You'd kiss him on the street. You'd have no problem with that. It'd be fine. He's, yeah. a good, he's a good sheen replacement. Um, I listened for this, but the, the trivia claims that the sound effects for the alien scream was the sound effect created for the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, can I just, I mean, I don't know why I didn't just play this. I I didn't ever hear that. I tried. I listened. I recorded. Nothing nothing matched. I don't know what they're talking about. No. And most of the the audio stuff is not that, you know, whatever. It's fine. Mm. Fine. Yeah. We haven't seen, when's the last time we've seen Ron Silver? Uh, It's got to be Time Cop, right? It's been that long. I was going to say Time Cop, in which we get two Ron Silvers in that movie as well. Yeah, I had very, (laughs) I had big, I had all kinds of Time Cop vibes from him. Yes. Because he's the same sort of evil, the same sort of like, you think he's on your side. You know. And he plays that that kind of evil really good, really well. Yeah. It's that like, no, I'm a smarter guy than you, and I have more money, and blah blah blah. And you know, do you prefer Mexican Ron Silver or American Ron Silver? <laughs> I do like how Mexican Ron Silver never spoke because that kind of would have blew it, right? Because <laughs> yeah, he would have yeah. had to like try. And <laughs> he would have had to either do a ridiculous accent, or he would have been racist regardless. <laughs> yeah. Like you would have been. <laughs> but I have to admit, like. It was a little unnerving, even though it was really just him with a slightly different haircut and a mustache. Maybe the yes. hair was yeah. darker. Yeah, but it was it was unnerving. It was like, Ugh, what are we yeah. doing here? Why are we? And then you know, it, obviously, it plays to the story. But uh, I guess okay. Actually, I have a question about that. Did they when they go in their little, you know, turn me into a human light? Uh, you got to get naked for apparently. You can't have any clothes. Yeah, that on. bothered me. Oh, that bothered me. Yeah, that's weird. Man. I, what I wanted to have happen was I wanted Sheen to wear his clothes into it, turn into that Mexican <laughs> actor, and then, well, wait a minute. He didn't turn full alien, though, did he? He just turned no, half. No, he just turned. Uh, he just got covered up with whatever they, yeah. Right. It's like a bubbly, <laughs> sticky wrap or whatever they have. Right. Exactly. Like they, they put a Sheen of uh, yeah, another, sheen. another body. <laughs> yeah. It's very Sheen-like yeah. quality to yeah. Charlie Sheen, but. But yeah, like the when that would happen, um, it, do they have a selection to choose from with no variations? It didn't seem like they made one, right? It seems like you just get the next one in the stack. Like yeah, Tetris. and he kind of mentioned that too. He's like, <laughs> I need to do more about your variety and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. So yeah. the girl one that went in there that turned out to be the uh, the detective lady, right? Right. She right. did she get to go in and like choose? her skin or did it just give her a random they skin didn't, they didn't tell us they didn't tell us good question okay. they didn't tell us anything i get i get, I get so that's what i call some bad world building yeah 
I get bunged up in it because I like world building yeah. when it's when it's like just thrown like that. I know we call World's it hand wavy, yeah. but it's just like here it is. I guess you just accept the fact that it's a you know human skin just, generator. You know what? You know where we might find out mm. on the laser disc with the director's commentary. Shut up! I'll let you know. Shut up! Yeah, the Blu-ray and the DVD version never had no other version other than the laser disc version of the arrival from 1996 has director's commentary or any of the bonus features. And wow. so I'll, I'll, I'll report. I was, I was I thinking mine. this was the version you watch. You didn't watch this for our, for our, well, thing? I, I, I purchased it, but since it's near Christmas, it's not going to arrive until today. Oh, so I haven't yet. Oh, so I thought, I already, I thought you arrival found it. will be after arrival. Exactly. It. The arrival isn't until today. <laughs> Hey, look! Their arrival arrives precisely when it means to. All right, <laughs> right. You can't you can't predict those things. Yeah, right. um, I, I, I yeah, wrote go ahead. down several times, and I feel like where you're com- where you're going to complain, where we're all going to complain, like things like the shape shifting scene in the bunker, right. uh, are all in the broad bad middle ground of this movie. And I, oh, yeah. I just several different notes I made all amount to. From the first moment we realize that a guy is an alien because he jumps onto a rooftop until we begin the the whole action sequence of back in California trying to get into a broadcast facility. Mm-hmm. Between those two moments, nothing matters. It doesn't <laughs> nothing. Like seriously, nothing matters. All of that, all of the sequences in the Mexican bunker, everything about what he finds out and hears around the hotel in Mexico, none of it no, matters. Not even the, not even the, the, the environmentalist lady who opens the whole movie, uh, just getting killed by the scorpion uh, unceremoniously. Yeah, I mean, she, she, yeah, unceremoniously is <laughs> it perfect. Doesn't, the fan scorpions that jump down. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> I want to know. And see, that was a problem I had too because I was like. Was that dude in there with his little tiny coffins of scorpions? Did he put those on the... Because uh, we're the one with the light. These scorpions are not acting like scorpions, man. Mm-hmm. Were these specially trained scorpions? Mm-hmm. Alien scorpions? Apparently those are considered pets down there. I was reading trivia about those. They're not poisonous. People have them in their houses. Um, which is why they used them, because they're not going to hurt anybody, but... But they're not. Uh, they're not the. We call this one pet stingy. Yeah, here's stingy, Mister Stingy. <laughs> Did we? When they showed her body later, I assume that's from the stinging. Is why she's dead. Yeah, yeah, that I was the so, thing yeah. too. I yeah. was like, yeah, he hit somebody with his car. See, look at her. Doesn't look like she got hit by a car. No, it looks like she was getting stung by scorpions and going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she didn't look right. happy about that. but no. And I wasn't either. And I was thinking, man, these are the stealthiest, most ninja-like scorpions ever. Because <laughs> right. every time she moved anything, two scorpions would reveal yeah. themselves and then scooch in. And I'm like, are you this dense? You, you're... How is she not seeing these things? Yeah. Yeah. Her perception right. score is shit. You got to re-roll. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. But also, I was a little... I have to say, the movie surprised me with who it wanted to kill. And I, yeah. I don't know why, but I was surprised when Richard Schiff's body's in the thing. And then I was surprised that the woman died. The aliens yeah. have no problem just quickly killing anybody. But with Charlie Sheen, they want it to look like an accident. Yeah. For yeah. some reason. <laughs> they want it to look like they'd had nothing He's to do important. with it. Yeah. And it's of weird. Course, whenever you do that, that's a trope, by the way. It's a massive trope, right? Like, we, we have guns, but for this one person, we're going to try to use poison. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. convoluted way we can kill this person. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The, the decision to make them kind of like robots sometimes and then and very intelligent other times, it's a very odd right. choice. Like one of them, the guy that played the agent, um, 
early on and then later was just or I think he was out there mowing or no, he's blowing leaves. That guy. <laughs> oh, you, yes. You've seen him in a million things. Leon, Leon Rippey. Yeah. 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 He's in a thousand things. And this is his job to be this. There's nothing else for him in Hollywood. Like you just he's a ball be, dropper. That's all he does. Has yep. to yeah. be a henchman uh, and not mm-hmm. a very good one. Fire starter, a creeper. Like what else? We if you made a zombie, if you if you made a zombie survival movie, this guy creeps everybody out and is probably going to try to screw everyone or gets bit and doesn't tell anyone or some shit like that. (laughs) There you go. They're just such. They're so bad at at doing an alien invasion. They're so bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you when you get to the end of the movie and you look back, they're like, they have a technology that you can carry around in your hand Mm -hmm. that will vacuum up an entire room. And instead of using it on the US Senate, they use it on some guy's attic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They had yeah. a, they had a gravity well, which I thought was really cool. Because, but it was also it's it's insane because in one case it'll like uh, suck everything in the room up, and then and it doesn't mess with Charlie Sheen's you know house yeah. house. Right. But then it like brings down the satellite, and I'm like, All right. yeah, right. either so that thing was, was level two, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> a level two portable black hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that too. That kind of annoyed me. Also, the effects of it were kind of bad, but the concept of that is very cool. An isolated yeah. gravity well that essentially creates a black hole in a small space. Very cool thing to explore and mess around with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was sad. Inconsistent. It, it killed a bird, and it was a nice bird. Oh, yeah. it was a bird I'm like sucked I'm up like, into a jet engine, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm watching funny. that whole scene, feeling sad about the bird, and then of course when they come into the room, this there's a shot of one feather, and that made it even worse. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, it's did, weird. Did you even once think about the neighbor's grandma? Did you ever even think about her at all? No, she's a she's a like chick in the, the bucket that never left a bucket. Like she just yeah. We got mentions of her, and I'm like, man, she like Norm's wife. We're just never going to see this lady, right? Never going to see her at all. Yeah, just leave we can leave her a note for some reason, grandma. Yeah, and that kid. I know that you know. There's a twist with the kid, but the kid drove me cra- crazy. Just <laughs> because drove again, me nuts. the aliens are so bad at doing <laughs> an invasion. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I, you were doing an invasion, would you send a 14-year-old looking alien in to infiltrate? Of course not. No. That's insane. I, no. I like the fact that they could hand wave any type of stereotypes that this movie could throw away at it through the ignorance of alienness. Mm. Because yeah. they go, how do you fool uh, a white guy with a goatee? You send him somebody that, that, this very street streetwise yeah, right yeah right. he's gonna he's gonna buy it hook line and sinker yeah and uh, he's gonna trust them you know this is oh he's savvy it's yeah good it's, and us as savvy. us as audience members are meant to go oh he's a good kid he's in a bad place in la this, you know we're yeah, gonna yeah. we're gonna put him under his wing and he's gonna become his you know his best supporter and learn all sorts of crazy you know like we're meant to be fooled yeah the and kid's I, supposed to be street smart but school dumb so yeah. it's also an excuse to easily explain uh, the science out loud without looking at the audience and going, it's for, hey, this, right. this, it's this is stupid. purely for the audience so that we can yeah. be the kid who doesn't know anything. Yeah. Right. Explain to yeah. Us. Let me tell you, though, there's a big scrutiny there and uh, it's uh, it deserves getting played again. Scrutiny. Going around and hacking everybody's large satellite dishes in the neighborhood. I love that idea. That is such horse shit, though. None like, of that nobody works. Is, nobody is up at 1 a.m. watching TV on their satellite dish. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. Sheen. Yeah. He, he uh, must have installed motors on every one of them. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. how much did that cost? Just imagine if I said, yeah, I need you to go around this whole neighborhood. There's, I'm going to give you a list of 20 satellite dishes, and you have to install yeah. motors on every – okay, I'll see you in six months. Mm -hmm. without, yeah. without, and without the people, like, having any suspicion, right? Like, it's, you know – Right. Uh, they've got a – what are you doing out there? Uh, nothing. Just putting a motor no. on this. My name's right. Horace. Yeah. Horace. <laughs> I'm assuming a lot of those already had motors. That was – you know, some satellites had motors in. Some had a crank. Yeah. It was – but yeah, the same thing. It was just, it was too much of a leap for people who actually know how satellites work or satellite yeah. dishes work to kind of go. Yeah, and, he, right. and he must have run a huge cable daisied all the way over to his house. Like, yeah, fiber he, he was running. Thing? How, how long did it take him? Have you ever seen a whole group of people outside your house setting up, you know, stuff? He's running fiber everywhere. He's, I'm like, my God, it would take him a month. <laughs> yeah. Did Steven get this initiated? Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, I, I remember watching this movie over and over and over. I haven't seen it in at least 20 years. <laughs> mm, yeah. But I did watch it many times and I never remember having that kind of scrutiny about it. I, no. because like, he's just like, oh, that's fun. It's just, he's making <laughs> yeah. a big satellite array. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's a good time. That's what you do. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to say that. I'll park my brain for your sci-fi. I don't have a problem doing yeah. that. Even bad sci-fi, even whatever sci-fi. But this thing is just got some holes in it that glared at me the whole two hours or whatever it was. It was a little when less you, than that. When you watch it, if you just happen upon this movie, which you easily can do right now because it's on every free service you can imagine, even free on YouTube. Even YouTube is like, no, nah, we're not going to charge you for this. Come yeah, on, we come can't charge for this. It. We can't You're in good conscience. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're going to watch it and go, huh, what's the Rotten Tomato score on this thing? Like two yeah. yeah. Guess what? This thing actually reviews fairly good in most places, at least really? middle level, well, middle mid, level yeah. and above. That's what yeah. six point four on um, IMDb, and it's not on bad. IMDb, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're gonna be shocked. You're gonna walk away and go, "Oh, what's this thing review? This has got to be like a big bomb." Oh my god! It's yeah. very on, be, on behalf of everybody. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm a little yeah, shocked. shocked. Shocked by it, but, I tell you. But like, shocked, even if you're the one of us who thinks the least of it, Brian Ibbett. You, 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 agree, you agree, right? That it's watchable. Like this is a movie oh, you can sit and watch. Yeah, it's it's watchable for for basically all the reasons that we say. Like all of the entertainment value, the the, the legs bending backwards, the scorpions, the uh, the the morphing, the bad, yeah, uh, bad CG, special all effects, that. Yeah. the fact that Charlie Sheen is somehow uh, morphing himself into uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Oh man. <laughs> When he shut that uh, guy out the thing and that dumb language they speak where they kind of talk and chirps and pops and stuff. Yes. Right in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. Anyway, sorry. Continue on. You were, you were making Oh, I think, I think I've covered it. It's watchable. Oh, okay. It's but, watchable. Uh, <laughs> am I really the person who thinks the least? I, I can't imagine. I can't believe that, that you're all not down here with me. I I'm, know, I'm both. I'm no. both at the top and the bottom on this at the same time. <laughs> oh, no, no. You and I, I can... dude, we're sharing seats, one cheek on each yeah, okay. side. All right, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is not – I don't think this is a good movie at all. I think this is a, actually kind of a terrible a, movie, but it's one of the most perfect film sack movies we've ever chosen. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a must-watch if you haven't watched this movie. It's, it's, a, it's the kind of movie you watch, and you can't wait to get out and get your friends to also watch it. For sure. Like, I, yeah. If, 100%. Basically, as soon as I got done watching it, or even right when that first bent leg scene happens, yeah. uh, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for to, yeah, we gotta to see a reaction in chat when somebody sees that for the first time. Yeah. yeah. This, the thing is, too, like um, the the movie, when as soon as that first guy's legs bent, I was like, it felt like I had been taken back in time to 90, 84, whatever it was, and I'm watching V again. 
You remember V? Yeah. yeah. V had the, the first same. Time she eats a rat. Yeah, and her mouth, her yes. jaw opens up like yeah. that. Jaw, yes. It's that kind of discordance <laughs> um, that was hard to take serious even then. And you see this now and you just go, holy shit. All right, now I'm in. I'm all in on whatever the bullshit is here. Because <laughs> it was so stupid. Like, he looked, ter- that looked terrible, him b- bending his legs back. Yes. At least the kid looked like he kind of well, did it. You know? Kind of, and then and then the whole like special effect of how they have to run, like they, it's like the the special <laughs> effects people said, oh, it'll be really cool. We'll make their legs bend backwards, and they stopped there and didn't say, by the way, how should we make it look like you know when when they run, like yeah, you know, <laughs> what what advantage should this give them? Right in exactly. the running, and it, it turns out none. A, it gives them a jumping advantage, and I'm like, it's like Wait hopscotch, basically, is what they look like they're doing the entire way. Whoop, 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 yeah, like they're running away. Like. I'll get you know what Dunaway's right though. It gives them a, it gives them leaping power that they wouldn't have yes. without it. Well, yeah. But but I don't even understand running. that. I'm like, I'm like, can I jump backwards further than forwards? I'm like, I don't think so. And I'm yeah. sitting there trying it out. I'm like, oh, no, I mean, they reminded work. me of grasshopper legs. Uh, except grasshopper legs when they're in repose are like yes. way up above your head like that. And these are not yeah. like that. So I don't know how the physics of this would actually function. I think <laughs> probably poorly is my guess, but that yeah. kid didn't need to do it. He, when he's no. running down the for the thing, I'm like, you'll run faster with your human legs. dude. <laughs> right. The way you've been running fast this entire well, movie. Oh, I need to slow down. Yeah. Well, don't, don't worry. If you go back to the cut right after that, they filmed both. Apparently they filmed, I guess some special effects with the kid running. And they had a, another scene where he's a, little bit further away and he's just running with his regular legs yeah it's it's kind of that's the one we got or that's the one i saw was the regular legs walking running that yeah, was on yeah Prime. afterwards yeah yeah because he's just the the first shot he's like kind of lumbering away with his backwards legs and then the next shot it cuts to and he's way off in the distance with enough yeah. bush bushery to kind of cover his legs <laughs> and now he's like enough jogging bushery. like a normal kid it's like all right movie <laughs> just decide what you're gonna do but i kind of love that like that's the stuff that I do not want removed. It is the only yeah. reason this is worth watching. <laughs> yes. That weird shit. The fact that nitrogen freezes these aliens and makes them look <laughs> and stupid. And doesn't kill them. And they're going to like, right. they're, they're going like to melt eventually. Yeah. But that is, it's enough that he can reach out and grab Sheen's arm, but he can't move his mouth enough to say, uh, last chance or whatever. whatever he, uh, <laughs> yeah. We, the we, cut his everybody loved a good la, arm chopping though. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chopping yeah, yeah, off yeah. somebody's frozen arm is always entertaining. Always is. And you know why? Because it hits the ground and shatters. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's yeah. something so, about that. Something no one's brought up, which I think the movie really wants you to be excited about is finding out Can't whether or castles? yeah right. <laughs> is finding out whether or not Terry Polo's character is ah, an alien. Yes. Oh sure, yeah. I right. I think the, that's what the movie wants, and I think that's why I'm so forgiving on the weird depiction of her as a jilted girlfriend, because because you have to have that. If she is just a normal person who is just like you know what I've had enough, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Then you don't ever get this really fun moment when he starts questioning whether she is also a human right. or an alien right. and then he starts making really bad decisions because he doesn't know <laughs> right like actually i feel like that's pretty deft in mm-hmm. in the end like mm-hmm. when like along the way you're just going come on what like so i saw this movie when it was you know fresh and i was uh, terry polo's maybe Maybe uh, she's a few years older than me, mm-hmm. but I was so freaking in love with her in this movie. Oh yeah, when oh, she yeah. had the, the pixie haircut, right? The, yeah, the, the yeah. I like that. And, and I like that she. I like that. Well, I mean, I 
I don't know. I kind of predicted that she wasn't an alien early on, but I liked that there was some question. That was a kind of a yeah. fun back and forth. Well, but the, the thing about this movie is the way the tech works, It anyone can be an alien because right. it, they can have made someone look like your girlfriend. Right, right, right. So and aren't there going to be more than one aliens? And lots of times you have alien factions. It's like uh, one faction is like, kill all humans. Another one is like, but those humans need to be saved. We can't do this. And so you always suspect there's going to be like that two faction alien sure but the minute side. you got to admit though the minute you saw ron silver was even in the credits you went okay <laughs> that's yeah, yeah that guy's an alien yeah. he's gonna be an alien or at the very least he's in cahoots with them right and he's working he's with gonna them. be where he's gonna be funding the aliens is what i was expecting yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> anyway, little... i hadn't seen the movie in over 20 years when we got to the point where he starts doubting whether his girlfriend is an alien or not hmm. i was all in and then when it, it was revealed that she was definitely still her human, you know, person that is, she really sticks with him through a yeah, lot, yeah. you know, yeah. mm -hmm. when that was all revealed, I was so relieved. Oh, what a, wow. Good job movie. You yeah. got, you gave it to me. You yeah. Know? You actually yeah. made it work. And uh, <clears throat> in the sequel, I guess the character is his brother. So that that's how they keep the okay. continuity. Muldoon is uh, Sheen's brother. Yeah. In the and Sheen's okay. somewhere else doing, doing more good work for the alien cause. I don't know. Some bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, the dumbest name I've heard for an evil corporation to this day is planet corp. That's, <laughs> that's so stupid. Yeah. Man. I just, I heard that I didn't one. Even catch that. That's hilarious. That's when Sheen goes like, you've got planet corp all over the world. I'm like, planet corp, planet on. corp. Oh, hey, we, didn't, we didn't have the budget for a better name. What do you want from us? Yeah, we're aliens. We don't know. We just call By it. By the way, yeah. part two, they dropped the the from it. It's oh. just Arrival 2. If oh, it wasn't hard really? enough to freaking find this movie, whenever you look for The Arrival, if you don't type in The Arrival 1996, Charlie Sheen, you're going to get hit by do you Arrival. Think, do you think Denise really Villeneuve hard. with his amazing movie called The Arrival, do you think when they named it that, he was like, oh, let's <laughs> screw with everyone and show them this horror, this right. name. They will think it is the bad movie with Sheen Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Well, that's voice. what makes it so even more confusing is his was Arrival, and now the sequel right. is Arrival 2. Well, yeah. The sequel yeah. to The Arrival. Yeah. It's kind of effed up. But do yourselves yeah. a favor. This is a good, just a regular reminder now that it's come up. If you haven't seen, anyone out there listening hasn't seen Villeneuve's arrival from 2016, oh, so is it? 16, I think. I think it's 2016. It was right, right. before right. Uh, Blade Runner, which I think was the next year. And what makes it 20 years after this one? Or is that right? Or 20 years? Uh, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. To celebrate 20 years of The Arrival. Let's do a good movie. <laughs> but that movie is so good and so heads and tails above what this is. Yeah. yeah, I say you're watch definitely them both, watching. But, the, yeah, you yeah. definitely want to watch the right arrival mm -hmm. if, you're, if, that's, if you're looking for yeah. a good movie. Yeah, right. if you're trying to spend right. wisely, all right, do yeah. that. Yes. Um, I wrote here. What is with the gigantic prop flathead screwdriver? Now, <laughs> oh yeah, why right. was that? I is that real? Yeah. Do people make yeah. screwdrivers that large? Because absolutely, that looks, sure. dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was comical. It was so big. Yeah. I, yeah. I love giant wrenches and, and yeah. screws. Like, it's like, you know what? We have a scaling problem, and so we're just going to scale up the tool. I love when, when we do that stuff. I'm not going to think rethink it or anything. It's mm. always, it works at this size. Let's just make it bigger. Because it felt like it was like, hey, Charlie Sheen looks too large. Let's make him look tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make the world's largest screwdriver that there's no possible uh, screw out there that would right. take this thing. And, and also because he he's, he's threatening her with it. So it has to look like it could be a formidable weapon. But you have like right. little tiny Phillips is like, ee, ee, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to poke a hole in you. you. Yeah. 
a little tiny Phillips. <laughs> That's fun to say. Well, and, and were you were you surprised when we got naked, fully naked Charlie Sheen so quickly? Oh yeah, awesome. almost yeah, didn't get his reverse cheeseburger though. That seemed to be covered covered by a uh, a banister or whatever. I and love him getting towel off. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're oh. not gonna, I love the the gentle. Uh, the gentle push during this whole movie to tell us that it's hot. How do we know it's hot? Because we're constantly spraying Charlie Sheen with something to make him. Yeah, he he was never not sweaty. And the funny thing is, like when she's out there telling him off, is that my is I am to assume that's because he's just a sweaty mess out there. Yeah, yeah. Because everything is hot. They don't they don't like directly necessarily say it's hot, but constantly on the news in the background, it's like. There's 110 over here. So hot. I, I want to no. give the movie credit for that. I feel yeah. like it played it safe and, and it yeah. let you, the viewer, discover what was going on rather than hitting you over the head with it. But when he like hugged her or when she hugged him from behind and the old ladies out there looking at him, oh, yeah. there's if you're that hot and that sweaty, you don't want anyone hugging on you, dude. <laughs> Freaking out. No. no. That seems Plus, like the aliens are going to be so easy to spot. They're the ones not sweating. <laughs> He's an alien. Look, there's an alien. That's true. That's true. Ron Silver never pits out, you know. Not a not a sweat drop. Nope. But no. if he touches himself, purple goo. Oh, wrong movie. That's Sorry. right. Yep. <laughs> Got a lot mixed up again. Uh, Probably would have happened in this one too. Yeah, I'll tell you what grossed me out and it shouldn't have. But I'll let you guys guess. Oh. Uh, so but, it wasn't the uh, the guy at the lecture that uh, Charlie Sheen interrupts and does a mic drop. There's a, a wad of spit that comes out of his mouth, a large one. <laughs> I'm sure would like the microphone. 17 minutes and 46 seconds because uh, like, oh I have to I have to mark this one. I somehow missed that. You. Gosh, dang it. That would have been number one. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's all right. I'll no take your word for it. Yeah, that seems like yeah. a strong one. Uh, no, that is not it. I mean, what grossed me out the most is kind of it's a practical effect. But knowing that you just rub your face with a hand towel that has a scorpion in it, venomous or not. Yeah, yeah. that gives me the shits, dude. I do not like that one bit. Just the idea that it's in there. Because she, at one point, you know, she gets out of her shower. They're creeping around already because Coffin Boy's already been to the house or whatever. Right. He, he wipes her face with that that off yellow towel, takes it off her face, <laughs> sets it down. It, she drops it, and the scorpion just slides. Slides right out of it, yeah. Bowl. That really yeah. gets me. That really gets me. <laughs> gross. So that's what grossed me out, even though. Oh, I can see it. Although, not, you, you have to have been grossed out, though by the conditions of the bathroom that Charlie Sheen was trying to take a bath in. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. bad. Because, because he gets naked and you're like, oh, are you barefoot in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Naked. They made that. Was that a hotel? What was that? It was, like a, it was a hotel. Yeah, okay. the, the, the best, the very best hotel. hotel. Yeah. 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 The best hotel in town. Why was the lady on the floor right. below him after it all collapsed? Why was she sitting, squatting in a sink naked? Because I, I think sure she might have jumped, jumped out? out of the bathtub before it uh, yeah. crashed oh, on her, too. Okay. Uh, oh. Everybody takes a bath at the same time in that hotel. I thought she was on a toilet. I thought it was. I thought she was, a, she was, she was leaning underneath a sink, but I, I could be. Okay. We'll have to go. Let's review the tape, naked I, lady. Let's I, review the tape. I thought she was yeah. on a sink. So this just shows you. I, how confusing. I thought she was on a sink too. I thought she had jumped from the bathtub onto the sink or something. All yeah. I was was like, if you're gonna, I, I don't think you're gonna be modest. If if tubs yeah, just went sure. stacking, you're not gonna be modest. It's no, like, who yeah, cares? Maybe, whatever. Yeah, who cares yeah. at that point? Wait, My notes just, before the bathtub came through, by the way, was, "Hey Dunaway, what does the water symbolize in this shot?" <laughs> <laughs> it's all dripping down death. The walls death symbolizes death. <laughs> wow. All right. This we is, knew this you'd is have yet the... another movie that clearly wanted an R rating and did the bare minimum of yeah. nudity to get it mm-hmm. like there, there it could have been so much more blatant the nudity of this mm-hmm. movie oh, oh yeah well, all of this is r i didn't know that 
Oh, well, I mean, we see her naked lady, right? Well, it says BG thirteen in the IMDb. I don't know if that's accurate, but I mean, she's naked, but she's far away naked. Maybe that's yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's less of an issue. Yeah, I couldn't really get much detail out of it to be honest. Not that I was trying. I couldn't. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't pause and zoom or anything, but you know, I thought about it. Enhance zoom and yeah, yeah, nipple. <laughs> he had a real. I got to say this about him. Looking at a photo of Sheen in the role, he looked like uh, Martin, or sorry, not Martin Freeman, Gordon Freeman from Half Life. Oh yes, yeah. he did. I always yeah. think that. And yeah. when I watch, the, or when he got down in the basement thing, all my Half Life bells were ringing. I was like, yeah. In some ways, I thought, okay, Half Life comes out in uh, 1998, so we're two years away from that game. This would have been around the time they would have started work on Half Life. Is it possible that Gabe Newell and, and company over at Valve right. were inspired right. by Sheen and his goatee and his glasses? I don't know, but you could you could make the argument. He looks like him. Yeah, totally. It's weird, yeah. except except Gordon Freeman never talks, and I kind of wish that was true of Martin or Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I love some of the low light shots with Charlie Sheen's glasses that he wears here with those half rim glasses, and they always are projecting those shadows of like extra concentration lines in his forehead. And it's just, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And it makes, I kinda, it, it, he was a, you know, bona fide at the moment. Looked like he was going to be a bona fide regular leading man type guy. Yeah. Yeah. Before, oh, yeah. before the crazy set in. And, um, right. And I, you know, I would have bought it. I, I don't, I think he was already crazy. Did you ever see his, uh, the, his poetry in the GQ magazines? Did you ever see that? No, no. What? He did poetry in GQ, like as Explain. a Explain. Yeah, yeah. Submitted article or something or what? Yeah, what? Right, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Here, I'll, I'll post a little please. link there. Here you go. Please. Yeah. Enjoy, your, enjoy your Charlie Sheen musings. Hold on. Um, here. Oh, my also, gosh. All right. Yeah. That's Is that his drawing? No, that's illustrations by Adam Rifkin. Okay. So, Hold okay. on. Here. But as you can imagine, that top of scalp, I'm assuming. But that's why GQ was on your mind. I used to have a subscription <laughs> to GQ. Mm. Oh, we all did. It was the GQ list. Well, you had to have a GQ. I, I got two. You didn't pay for cologne, did you? No, no. But I got two. I got two. Mag- there was a time when I, you know, it was like single in the 90s. I got two magazines. I got Esquire at GQ. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> and wow. one was so much better than the other. I'm okay. not going to say which. I'm going to read one of these poems and I'm going to do it right. with, uh, let's do it with this on here. <laughs> All right. So check this out. Um, this is by Charlie Sheen. I don't know the title. Oh, here it is. A Thoughtless, a thoughtless Soul. A thoughtless yeah. soul. As he pulled his head from the drool-stained pillow, his eyes were blood oh no, his eyes blood red, his oxygen shallow, feet on the carpet, that pain to fight. These are the effects of another night. Oh. A night of drink, a night of hate, a night of dark, as last night's date. What does that mean? <laughs> a look in a look to the mirror, no face of youth, self-inflicted carnage, a cracked and hollow tooth. Brian, hopefully this will help you with the next song. This punishment, <laughs> this punishment of to vi- music. To it. <laughs> yeah, some, give me a good tune. This punishment is a vile choice, so worthless yet so bold. Carving lines of disrespect, this young lad growing old, yet masking truth and hiding pain, will surely take its toll. Will he undo others or to himself remain a thoughtless soul? Wow, it's <laughs> not that bad. It's all right, po- yeah, poetry or a Very- cry for help. I was going to say very, I'm sure it's very self, you know, this is autobiographical uh, poetry. Mm-hmm. 
I just yeah. want to appreciate you for picking music that made me feel like you were reading poetry on the Lawrence Welk show. Right? No, yeah. Yeah. it's the it's the it's the uh, Dear Martha music for when yeah. um, uh, the the Ken Burns uh, Civil War documentary stuff. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Dear Martha. Dear Martha. Uh, the the next poem was actually even better. ID Blues. Oh, you want to? You should all, read it. Uh, yeah, I'll do this. One. All right, let me give you some music. Hold on. Okay, you ready? This is the most inappropriate thing I could find. All right, go for it. Perfect. Go for it. ID Blues by Charlie Sheen. Excuse me, aren't you? Hey, you look just like, oh my God, that's, sorry to interrupt your dinner, but aren't you, look, I never do this, but my wife thinks you're, my friend is so convinced that you're, I'm so embarrassed, but aren't you, I know you must be tired of this, but wait, all eyes held in stare, all mouths locked open in shock as he pulled the latex Charlie Sheen mask from his head, revealing the rotted skull of President Lincoln. Wow. <laughs> what what drugs are these? Jeez. What do I mean? Di- that's tiger special. blood. That's duh. oh tiger blood, duh, right? Right. That's amazing. All right. That's fantastic. thank you, Dunaway, for introducing us to this wow. nightmare. This is fantastic. No kidding. Oh. Really, really good stuff. Uh, all right. One <laughs> one last. Yeah, I know yeah. you're about to get to clips. Uh, yeah. A couple notes. They so they show a building. They show the National Center for Atmospheric Research. Yeah, uh, oh, that yeah. Scorpion Lady works at. That is NCAR. It's in Boulder, and it's about. Uh, I can be there in 20 minutes. Whoa! No. Should, and, and capture that same shot that they did. You should go. You should get <laughs> out there. I make do, a. I, I do go there, and and it used to be where the. Um, the local podcasting uh, meetup when meetup.com was a big thing yeah. was, was held. And so I'd go there and I would uh, answer questions and, and wow. stuff like that. So they had space yeah. for, well, that makes sense. They had space for that kind of stuff. That makes sense. They had space for that sort of thing. And they also have a really cool, like you can, you can go there for free, walk in and watch and go through like a little museum of um, showing weather patterns and how they move across the, the world hmm. and, and what makes a tornado spin this way or that way and hurricanes and that sort of thing. It's really, really cool. That actually sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I, yeah. Would, I would check that out. Uh, all right. Yeah. Any, uh, one, any one other thoughts? Yeah, I please. Got, I, got Go a, I got another trope. I just want to make Oh, sure. uh, let's do a trope oh, alert. Now. Hold on. <laughs> What's wrong one? <laughs> Shit, I'm on the wrong tab. That one is not <laughs> definitely not it. Here we go. Uh, the trope is called rewarded as a traitor deserves mm-hmm. and the rewarded as a traitor deserves trope in this movie is when Sheen has lost his job. Zane Zane has lost his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calls his buddy back at work who is being raided by government agents at the time and says repeatedly, don't tell them about the backup system. And his, and his buddy back at work eventually tells them because he's so he's such a traitor and then, yeah. of course, that's what gets you killed. That'll get yeah. you killed immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Dead. a good one. I like the name of that one too. Is there yeah. a, is there a trope for uh, if there's going to be a parade, you have to go the opposite way as the parade and go <laughs> down the middle oh. of the parade? Is oh, there a trope God, where it's not trope. Day of the Dead if you're in Central Mexico in a movie? Oh, that's that? another good one. <laughs> it has to be, yeah. Right, it always has to be a, a few big funeral or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. the parade or any movement of people and clawing back the other direction is so common. I never even thought about yeah. it until you said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's sure no one ever goes that the only time you ever go the same direction as the parade is uh, in, uh, well, another one by the same guy, the fugitive. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. right. He wrote this, right? He wrote stroke. the fugitive, right? Yeah. Didn't, yeah. 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 See, he's mm-hmm. the guy's got writing chops. 
Mostly, my, my version of. of this trope is that there, it, there's always a parade in particular places. Mexico, it's a yeah. Day of the Dead parade. If you're in Chicago, there is always some it's kind of there's St. Like Patrick's a, Day, or, you're, or, or there's a mm-hmm. police funeral and mm-hmm. they're parading along. Yep. Right? There's yeah. all like, yep. I think so also uh, New Orleans. Uh, there's New Orleans. There's, there's always yeah, Mardi, Mardi Gras parade. How do you know line. you're in New Orleans yeah. if there's not Mardi Gras? Come on! Didn't we just see a movie with a, with a Christmas parade in it? Um, was it Batman Returns? Uh, you probably Batman saw. Returns. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think that was it. Where it said Gotham yeah. Christmas Parade or something. And that uh, the the most controversial film we ever saw in uh, film sack, uh, Jingle All the Way, has a parade, right? That's oh my gosh! I was reminded the other day that he that he the hat or the face mask he wore only covered like his forehead. And he yeah. took it off in front of his kid, and the kid was surprised that it was him yeah. underneath. <gasps> Father, what a piece of shit! That's the biggest piece of shit we ever watched, for real. Yeah. I hate oh, that it was movie. so controversial. Go back and listen to that episode sometimes. What a wanna, junky, horrible, with, horrible with our reactions to each other. I right? know. <laughs> I know there are people with very fond childhood memories, and I don't want to take that away from them. But that movie sucked. Well, why don't you build some new memories with the arrival of the video game? Yeah, from that's right. Ninety-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever? Have you played that? I watched some video of that. I, I watched some video of it. I never played it, but it's point and click adventure. It's supposed to be set ten years after, uh, you know, Charlie Sheen makes the promise. She'll know. Mm-hmm. I'll know. We'll all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did not review well, um, but it played like kind of Doom or not Doom. Um, uh, what's the game uh, that everyone missed? It reminded me of Mist. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, Interesting. Was, yeah. First person yeah. view. The camera kind of zoomed around. Super mm-hmm. choppy and ugly. Here, I found a link. My environmental puzzles, point and clicking. Okay. Yeah, there your it is. You move, you move through it really slowly because your legs are bent backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's Maybe that's why you're so slow. But it is kind of on rails. It was two discs. At some point, you had to swap discs out. Yeah. Uh, CDs. It was, it was a bad. It's, it's just a good reminder to get up. Yeah. But you yeah. do go down in the you go down to the alien tunnels and... You know, you get to see the best 3D Studio Max work that people were doing in 97. Yeah. And uh, that's to say bad. It's very poorly made. I don't know why it bothered me in this film. I've seen it in a million other films. But aliens always have uh, a red alert button at every station, no matter how deep you go inside the facility. Someone's always within, you know. A yes, hands a, reach of a, a, a of red a, alert. Uh, alert bell. Yes. And I like how it's you know they use the same oh red blue red blue uh, like yeah. uh, like police lights. Wow, they're yeah. yep yep <laughs> they were into it. How consistent? I think time for the clips, eh? <laughs> time for the clips. I think it's time. Right. Yeah, I like for it. Clips. I like this time, time for, for clips. clips. Let's get to it. This is a a number of clips for just first star. I didn't do a ton because I don't know the movie's not. Doesn't have a ton of like notable comments. No, it's mostly visual stuff. You're like, oh, 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 oh. oh. Here's your, uh, (laughs) yeah, I did that through the whole movie, funny enough. Here is uh, Haystack and Needle's comment by uh, Richard Schiff, since we don't have much of him. Here he is. Might as well look for a needle in a haystack of needles. I just like that concept. Uh, needles. <laughs> That's but what a haystack is, is needles. Yeah, but needles I think everybody thinks it's always a little metal pokey needle in a haystack. A haystack is made of hay needles. I thought it was, it is, is, uh, it, it really? is a single needle. For, uh, it's hard to find a single needle that you're looking for in a needle of hay. No, that's that not it. That's not it. You're supposed to find, okay. So I'm, if it's right, it's a it's a needle like the kind you'd poke something with, hidden inside a giant haystack, and your job is to find that needle and not cut, you not poke yourself. I don't know if it has to do okay. with it or not. Right? Isn't it? Okay, that's, that's no, the way I've always. Live, you, live in your world. 
<laughs> I could have sworn that's what that meant, but maybe I've been wrong all these years. But the point is, it doesn't work anyway, because when Schiff says a needle in a haystack made of needles, it's supposed to be like, oh, it's just worse than you think. It's doubly worse or doubly hard. But what he's saying right. is that what he means is you need one unique <laughs> needle inside of a giant needle haystack, right? Or a stack right. of needles. Why, and why, if why, you why, had why? a stack of needles, that would suck to reach into. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe they didn't think about that when they wrote it, is what I'm saying. I don't think they thought about a lot of things. That's true. Here's They thought about howling, so here's this. Wolf 336, you are howling. Oh! <laughs> it's like the weekend at weekend at Sheen's house, I'll tell you what, right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cow farts. If I don't get this data, I might as well be counting cow farts in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> that, so that woman, that actor, actor got second billing, and I, but I... She was barely in this, so I don't know. If she, is she a big deal? What's her name? Um, crap. The Scorpion Lady. Yeah, her name. No, yes, the one that died. Uh, Lindsay Krauss. Is she from stuff I oh. should know? And go. Oh yeah, right. She's. I mean, I see Slapshot, Places in the Heart, The Insider. Uh, she's still doing yeah, shit. She was married to uh, David Mamet. Oh no way! That's oh, pretty big. Her her daughter is uh, Zosia Mamet from uh, or Zosia Mamet from Girls. Uh, oh, one of the girls. From girls, one of the girls from girls, yeah. girls girl. That's interesting, girl, because that's another famous daughter. Because uh, news guy's daughter's also in girls, right? Um, right. Jen, not Jennings, but uh, the other one, the one that lied about so, the Iraqi helicopter guy. I can't remember his name. Anyway, <laughs> I know too much about that stupid story. <laughs> Moving on. Did we watch? Uh, yeah. Did we? Can you not hear me? Oh, okay. No, we can. Uh, did we watch House of Games? Uh, House of Games. Oh. House of Games. Yeah. It was a David Mamet Never film. Okay. Oh, it's, it's a it's, mammoth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a and it's like the game. I guess I watched it for when we were doing uh, pre recommendals with Nicole. It was it was recommendals, but it was where she gave us topics, and oh, so I right. I watched this one, and this is another one where she is uh, Lindsay Krause plays the main main character, and she's basically going through this experience where she's like, wait, does everybody in on the same thing? Do does everybody know each other? Uh, is this the it's Joe Montana? Very similar to the game, the Joe, movie, the game. Joe Montana guy in it? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. I think I've seen. Oh, yeah. David. So this is a David Mamet joint. It's a David Mamet joint. Yep. Why is this familiar? I remember. Okay. Ricky uh, J, JT Walsh. Oh, my God. That's why I thought we might have watched it for, uh, for Film Sec. But William. it's actually, it's really good. And it's. Uh, hmm. uh, fascinating when she finally realizes that everybody's in on it and that they're basically everybody's working together that's interesting yeah wait william h macy much younger than that as well yes oh gosh yeah well you kind of make me want to see it now it's good it's uh yeah Uh, you probably made me kind of want to see it when you first recommended it and then i forgot all about it i maybe i did but uh yeah so it's uh that's that might be where the two of them met but that's the director and uh the star nice Uh, we're married for a while i have now written it down uh, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> you can always tell what I'm going to do when I say that. <laughs> Brian's Brian's mom sent me a tape. Now I, you know, sometimes it goes well. Your dates, your proms, and things. Sure, right. Sometimes sure. they go a little. Seems rough. very rarely on this show. Yeah, it doesn't do. seem like <laughs> we don't really showcase all the the massive successes you had on those dates. Right. But right. today, uh, so you gave a, you, you thought this one girl was going to be it. So you you made a mixtape, and you love music. You know, it's a mm. thing you're into. And, you so made far, her, that actually tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So far, we're good. So you made her this awesome mixtape with all her favorite songs, and then she broke up with you. So you had to say this. 
after that. Okay, here you go. I want my tape back. I want it back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but that that actually seems like the most accurate of any of the prom recordings because I did make mixtapes for girls, and there might have been one. Maybe there was one where I was like, you know what, you suck. Give me my tape. Give back. me my I'm tape. Give back. it to somebody else. Yeah, give it yeah. back. Give All it right. back. Give me my tape back. Here's uh, Amelia. Here's here's what's his real name? Uh, Charlie Sheen's real name is something. Oh, Estevez. It's, Char- it's just Charlie Estevez, isn't it? Isn't it Charlie or something else? It's like Juan Charles. or Carlos Estevez. Carlos, maybe it might be it. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's he's Carlos Irwin di- Estevez. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. You were right about Carlos. That's dead on. Yeah. Uh, he he dipped back into some of his early life speaking, so here he is. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's him securing that some additional hacked uh, uh, satellite dishes. Apparently, with a porno going on behind him too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which will get you in big trouble. And and by the way, I guess this is another movie where our main protagonist is an expert with like telecommunications. Yep, isn't that interesting? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. yeah. Sometimes the nerds win. You know, like three three days of the condor is nothing <laughs> if our main character isn't an expert in the phones. Is there a trope, a uh, name for a character who is like that? Instant expert. Well, not just that, but they become they become entrenched in finding out what's been going on. They understand the conspiracy, so they show up at a at a central place in public, kind of disheveled and beat up from their experience oh to confront God. the bad guy. I don't know why that sounds so familiar to me, but he did that in this with Ron Silver, and it reminded me of a million movies I couldn't name. Just that whole, like, yeah. I under, I know what you've done, and he's secretly filming. Like, all of that really felt familiar, and I haven't seen this movie, so it felt yeah. like it was And then the else. bad guy is trying to walk across the Washington Mall yeah. and get away from the conversation, yeah. and the good guy sticks with him yeah. and keeps this, talking. It's maybe uh, JFK, or maybe it's some. I don't know what it is, but it's some kind of... That's ringing a bell. Maybe it's like Enemy of the State or some other movies do this. And it always sticks with me. So that one really reminded me of it. Anyway, here's, an, here's one about getting back to you. Not really sure. We'll have to get back to you on that. That's that guy. Love that guy. <laughs> yeah, Leon Rippey. Yeah, he's great in all things he does. Uh-huh. Still, still with us, I think. I think he's still with us. Um, I think so, yeah. Or Rippey. Yeah. There's a little bit of... Uh, uh, who's the guy who's in Frost Nixon? Like, there's there's that guy who's uh, Nixon and Frost Nixon, then the guy who played Darkman. There's kind of a similar look that these guys all have. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, they all kind of. You're right. They all have the same genetic face. Yeah. Um, and I can't think of any other names now. I know. I can't. <laughs> the, Let's see. Darkman was a uh, Larry Drake. Larry Drake, who was the. He was the bad guy in Dave. He was uh, he won an Oscar. Right. Uh, he's I think for Nixon, right? Um, um, oh shit, Frost v. Nixon. Yes, uh, that guy. Is Frank Langella. Frank Langella. Yeah. Oh, it came to me. It finally came. Yeah. Got to put all three of these guys side by side because they all have a very similar. Look. Yeah, you should put. There should be a three way buddy cop movie with those three. Yeah, in it. That'd be great. <laughs> like uh, they're, and they're all brothers. Him, right? Yeah, they yeah. realize oh, it. They work for different precincts. And yeah, they meet. Call yeah. it three psychopaths and do a sequel to Seven Psychopaths. Uh, all right, here's. I just watched that, so I've been thinking about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> this kid drove me crazy. Here's a clip. When can I do something? Okay, get that key. What one? That one. This one here? Yes. Are you sure it's okay? I'm sure it's okay. This one right under my finger? Give me your badge. You're fired. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. 
All right, whatever, kid. That whole scene drove me up a wall. They were never gesturing to a single discrete key. Nope. Nope. I thought I was hitting the escape key. He's like, oh, it's the F1. I don't think so. Really? Okay. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Yeah. It only, it just reminded me how much I like that scene with, uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> Press the red button. No, not that button. Which button are you going to push? Yeah, it's like they they understood that trope and they laid into it. That was great. Yes, exactly. This yeah. one decided to be a part of the problem, you know? Yes. Anyway, here is a slow... This bothered me because I got... Well, I just know how the internet worked back then and it annoyed me, so here's that. Slow mode, I'm still waiting. So <laughs> when are you coming home? Okay, Zane? so she's pausing because the modem's taking forever to get her the info. Yeah. How are you on the phone then? <laughs> well, she's at two work. She's two lines. All right. Two <laughs> lines is the only way you yeah. get away with this. That's the only yeah, way. I think she's at work, right? Oh, my gosh. Did you guys stuff. do that, by the, the way? Terry I... Polo constantly sounds like she's doing a 976 number, though. <laughs> Slow mode. Yeah, she does. No, she does. <laughs> 1-900-call well, me. Yeah. She is talking to her boyfriend, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah but true. when she's mad at him, like he's been gone for four weeks, she still talks like this. Yeah. yeah. She's a... He's not really mad at they him. They set her up though to be to to be suspicious, and it worked. I guess I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, fool me. Fine. Yeah, um, hey, I here, love her voice. I'm not complaining. No, you're you're into it. Uh, you might say I'm doing as the opposite of complaining. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I'm slobbering. Um, here's a here's a sound that you make when you get bit by a scorpion. Okay, so this is what you do. <laughs> you go like this. <laughs> I knew the second I heard that. Oh, there's a there's a yeah, clip. That that's a clip. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very dumb one. And then it echoed for like 20 yeah. seconds, and it's stupid. <laughs> uh, here's some language. That <laughs> remind me of your misophonia or phobia, whatever it's called. Oh yeah, it sounds like great. It sounds like he's eating taffy. <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of something out of Star uh, Wars. In a Star Wars? Really? uh, Yes. It's a Greedo. It sounds like Greedo talking. Oh, sure. Those are Greedo eating noises. That's what that is. (laughs) That's what Greedo Greedo sounds like when he's eating before he uh, says McClunky. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, here's the description of what that sound is. I look like a can of smashed assholes. It's the sound of (laughs) smashed assholes. Yeah. What a weird thing to say. Do you remember that when people used to say a bag... Go go eat a bag, a bag of smashed ass, yeah, or a bag of dick. Like, why is it always a bag of stuff? I've never, I've never heard a can of smashed assholes. Me yeah, that or, I or a bag of, of smashed assholes. I've heard the smashed assholes in other contexts, but you know, most really? people say, "I love you like a can of smashed ass," like that. <laughs> no <laughs> context, more like yeah. rude. But but why is it always bags? Douche bag, uh, right. ba- bag right. of dicks, bag of hammers. Dumb as a bag of hammers. I hear that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get it. Bags are getting a bad rap. Uh, no one ever says sack. No one says sack of assholes. No. Yeah, no, that's pretty should. good. Sack of smashed assholes. That sounds great. Yeah, that's I mean, all right. That yeah. no, doesn't sound great, but it sounds really funny. <laughs> like it'd be a great thing to say to somebody. Yep. Here's when he knew that trusting Kiki was a bad idea. Enjoy. Now, Kiki, hit it now. Kiki, the red transmit key. Hit it now. For shit's sake, hit it now. Now, now, hit it now. Oh my gosh. Poor Kiki. Rude, press the red button. Rude. <laughs> it's almost like they were parroting that. Now yeah. that you say it, that's funny. Uh, all right, fun stuff. That's your clips. Now, this. I have in my hands the film sack checklist. First, number one here is there are many Ron Silvers, but this one is ours. Check. 
send in the alien cleaner ball. Check. And mm-hmm, finally, mm-hmm. legs on backwards is best. Check. Uh, let's get to the Star Trek connections. You let one leak earlier, but uh, you've got actors and things. What do you got there, Randy? Give me Leon Rippy. Yay. Leon Rippy, man. Oh, my gosh. He is so memorable from one episode of The Next Generation where he is a uh, a, a rich a rich man from Earth. He's uh, wealthy in the past. And uh, when he died, he was cryogenically frozen and put into a space capsule. And uh, the Enterprise comes across the capsule, uh, brings, the, uh, brings the people who were cryogenically re- uh, frozen back to life. And there's Leon Rippey from 200 years in the past on the mm. Enterprise. Wow. wow. And, oh, man. He's so good as this smarmy, self-possessed, you know, rich guy yeah. who isn't getting his way in the future with <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard. This isn't the one so where they the, found the Irish people and brought them so back, he's right? The, this is different than that. This no, that's not... a different episode. Okay. I'm talking about an episode called The Neutral Zone. Okay. Hmm. Well, that could be Leon, anything. That's, what, that's what I call it. <laughs> yeah. down, down there. <laughs> the he overwhelms this episode. His uh, his character in the episode was named Sonny Clemens, which is just awesome. Oh, my God. So good. Clemens, like a southern rich guy. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Racist, probably. Anyway. <laughs> That Rippy Probably. guy could play a lot of racist people. And when he dies, people will say Rip Rippy, which I think is great. Uh, rip Rip. Uh, or Rip Rip Torn. Remember when he died? Rip Rip Torn. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rip Rip Torn. Uh, let's get to uh, soundtrack grade. Uh, you know what's funny? I was about to say, wait, Frank Langella was also in Star Trek. He was in DS9. I realized he's not in this movie. We just talked about Frank Langella. Yeah. He looks like yeah. Rippy. Anyway, yeah. Star Trek connections we did. Let's go to the soundtrack grade. I'd give it a T for typical for this sort of thing. It's fine. It's yeah, whatever. It's, it's not fine. great. The montage of him doing other dishes and stuff had kind of a cool 90s uh, rock vibe thing that was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It was fine. It's all fine. It's yeah. fine. None of it, none of it bugged me. None of it, none of it thrilled me. It was just kind of there. It's a composer that we have uh, talked about not too long ago. He, uh, Arthur Kempel. Arthur Kempel also composed the soundtrack for Mystery Men, which we oh. mentioned at the time. And we probably also said the same thing then. Yeah, okay. Sounds like and, a serial uh, killer. Yeah. Arthur Kempel killed 15 yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> totally does. Doesn't the Kempel it? Martyrs. It might, because it's, well, it does sound like that guy's name from Mindhunter. Um, uh, the big guy with the mustache that's so freaky. What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Temple, Kempel, Kempel, Dimple. His, his third Dimple. most uh, yeah. prominent Rhymes with his third most Dimple. prominent score was for Double Impact. Oh my lord! Oh. Have we done Double Impact? Is that the Jean Claude? I think so. Who, two, who two knows? No one, no one really knows. We have done. Oh, you know what? I was thinking of Double Dragon, which we have yes, done, but yes, we have not were, done Double we Impact. Have not, we have not sacked Double Impact. Oh, we got to get on that shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, well done. There's that. Let's move on now to our social post. This is where you guys share with the uh, with the public at large your thoughts and feelings as you sum up this film in 280 characters or less. And this week, look, it's the last episode of the year. I think I'm going to change things up radically and start with Randy. By the way, I, I, I have to preface this because I happened to write it in the same meter as the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Okay. <laughs> I, I was really hoping you wrote it in the same meter as the Charlie Sheen GQ poetry. Which doesn't seem to have a consistent meter about it at all. But no, no, I right. acknowledge it in advance because I'm tempted to just sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you should. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Nope, okay. nope, oh, not going to do it. All right. So uh, here we go. The Arrival. 
Why don't you believe this guy when he speaks of hidden truths? All he does is search the sky with the help of a next-door youth. Forget that part. Focus on his sidestepping of aliens. Everyone from dusk till dawn turns out to not be sapiens. (laughs) To the point where you don't know if anyone, including him, are earthlings or they're fake. They're faux. Just wearing a Ron Silver skin. Oh, oh, Ron Silver skin. (laughs) That was pretty good. I like it. Uh, Let's scoot over to Dunaway. Scooch! The arrival. Like counting cow farts in Montana with Charlie Sheen. It doesn't sound like fun at first, but then you find yourself tiling off a sweaty sheen on a balcony at 2 a.m. Who invested to quit? Hashtag winning. Hashtag kneecaps go on the front side. Yeah, they do. Also, does it hurt when they did that change? Oh, it, it, sure, it sure looked like it did, right? Because there was a in sound. My head it did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cracked, but they never seem to go or anything. They just sort of. I wish it. the aliens have done that every time. As a matter of fact, we should add those special effects. You just have to crack, crack it in. It's like Wolverine popping his claws. It hurts him every yeah. time, but he's just every gotten time. so used to he's it. Just, yeah, he's, he's become immune to it. Uh, finally, Brian Hibbett. The arrival, the search for intelligent life, shouldn't start with this film. <laughs> no in fact i'm by not sure way, it should ever go by with the it. way these aliens clearly arrived a long time ago this is yeah. not about the arrival it's true right no. it's <laughs> about the discovery right. of the arrival what yeah what um, what a better term would be um oh geez oh, they had it they had different titles so uh this was what like was this, what yeah. was it really yeah. almost called give us an before alternate we find out. <laughs> yeah before i give you some real it alternate. was something it was something very 90s i'm trying to remember what it was now it was something like I don't know. I can't remember. Alien the time. The knees pop on backwards. I don't know. It was yeah. something weird. It was like yeah. good. Well, they're like they're like us. Then we get we get this little list, and uh, I'm going to read it to you now. This movie, according to this list, was almost called "We Borrowed Doctor Who Effects and Props and Made a Movie," but that was too long. So they almost went with not doing the movie at all and calling it the archival. <laughs> you know, because they just put it away. You know, never never made it. Uh, yeah. Shockwave was the original title. Oh my gosh. That's also a great trans- great transformer. We should we should have we should keep account of how many movies could have ended with someone pushing a box into a huge warehouse. Yeah. Like this is definitely one of them. Yeah, right. You know, the, how many movies could have had the Indiana Jones ending? This could have been it. Yep, definitely could have been one of them. Yep, but they were they were too busy ripping off tropes from other things, and they ran out of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna get to some emails. We uh, often get texts and voicemails and combination of that and emails, but today it's two emails and emails only. And those came to us at filmsack at gmail dot com, and I would like to read this one first. Uh, crap, they didn't leave their name. That's all right. This anonymous person said, Hey guys, can you name one or more of your already beloved films that you likely would still have enjoyed if they had run times like the Burton uh, Taylor Cleopatra? The 50th anniversary edition clocks in at over four hours. Oh what? Uh, that would be quite a long and winding fury road. Uh, mm-hmm. They already know your answer. At least one of your answers. I mean, my answer is, okay, no, this might surprise people. Like with the alien one where a bunch of extra shit was added, mm-hmm. I don't like that one. And I know, but I also know that that's not Cameron, right? That's the studio mm-hmm. doing it. In right. the case of Fury Road, the only way I'd be interested is if George Miller himself said, 
My edit is different than the theatrical. It's about an hour longer. I'd be in. But if this was the studio doing it, because my understanding is he got everything he wanted. He worked hard for it and got it. So I am very satisfied with that. But if he said, I've got this longer version I meant to have to go to theaters and that was somehow the case, I would then be into it. I'd be way into it. Yeah. 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 But it depends. I don't want to. It would have to come from the director as opposed to, right? Yeah. If it's just a money grab where they're like, grab. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a scene we left out where Charlize Theron uses her fake arm to give a handy <laughs> to somebody or something. Smashed assholes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whatever I'm it is, always, you know, the only only time I, I'm ever like down with like more of a movie is if the world building is so intriguing. That's the reason why stuff like Lord of the Rings is fine, because it's you want to go live in those worlds. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. give me give me more of it. Right. Blade Runner um, would be one for me where I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing a four hour cut of it if it meant that like, oh, we get more story behind the uh, the the replicants escape from Nexus five or whatever, whatever. uh you know, wherever off world they, they all escape right. from, like, give us, give us some of that or even have, you know, I don't know, some of the off, off screen stuff that happens, maybe happens right. on screen. Wow. Living, looking back, um, man, I would have loved to have seen way more. If I didn't know we were only going to get one, I would have loved to have seen more of galaxy quest. I mean, I, I know it's just kind of a parallel world of all the other stuff we love, but something about it was just, really work for me and i would yeah. love to visit there and stay longer yeah that'd be all right i can't disagree with that randy do you have a example of one you'd be what like came to mind for me might not be the best answer but for some reason as i was hearing the question i thought of rogue one okay. and the yeah. reason i thought of rogue one is because we actually have a prequel to rogue one that is like 14 hours long yeah <laughs> and right and so when i when i look at it through that lens like I watched all of Andor and then rewatched Rogue One. Rogue One felt really short and fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted so much more of it because there's there are characters in that movie that I I now appreciate so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I want yeah. more I want the Andor treatment for the samurai blind samurai guy. Um mm-hmm. the, like I I love those characters and they are way too brief. Man, that movie's good though. Gosh, dang it, Rogue mm-hmm. One's yeah, good. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people out there really don't like it. But I don't know what's wrong with them. They're they're broken people. I don't know people. a lot of people that don't like it. It's yeah. easily by I I mean yeah. easily far and away the best of the new Star Wars movies in my opinion. Like I I like oh, it better sure. than the whole trilogy combined. I like it better than uh, Solo, of course, and any other little side piece of business. And and of the television shows, I'd take it over most of those, with the exception yeah. of Andor, and they're connected. So right. more of that, please, Disney Plus, and your bullshit. um all right let's do this email from lee who wrote in i got their name says hi guys i'd like to suggest that you have an effed up february which uh, which would be this you watch movies that are mess that messed with your head or effed up in some way there are a ton of sci-fi that qualifies anything with time travel or clones can get confusing and stupid (laughs) if not done well and then there's psychological things like Jacob's Ladder. Train spotting is one I recall being effed up, but it's been years since I've watched it. A Clockwork Orange is considered a classic and yeah, had yeah. multiple Oscar nominations and is also effed up. Uh, yeah. You could fit uh, just about anything into this category. Seems like it could be a fun theme. Love the show, Lee. I like that idea. 
I like it yeah, a lot. It's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think uh, we, we started our, our last year or, or early last year, or I'm sorry, early this year with The Mist, which was a movie that effed me up with that ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you kidding me with this ending right now? Oh, oh yeah. fine. That thing was Clockwork crazy. Orange has been on our list for a long time. That's a, that is a great one, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of The Mist, uh, rest in peace, Andre Brower. That's uh, a terrible oh, loss. Right. That guy's amazing. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite actors this year, uh, Andre Brower and Lance Reddick. Yeah. Gone way, yeah. way, way yep. too soon. I'm way I'm here to say I, I just did a thing if you haven't if you have seen all of Brooklyn Nine Nine, yes. I implore you to watch okay. the first episode and the last episode as soon as possible. Wow. All all right. Right. It will it will really move you how uh Andre Brower's character is treated in, in those two episodes. Did he um and, did I thought they did they have a proper ending that show or did they Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they got a chance to come back. Yeah. Okay. They got, yeah. And, no, and they got in back. the final episode, it is actually about ending your series. Mm. Like they yeah. they b- barely don't use the words we're ending our series together because they're all they're all leaving Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just, it is just the first scene where they all meet Andre Brower's character. And then the last scene where he, uh, you know, basically says goodbye to them all. It's really moving. Mm-hmm. Andre Brower was so good. Was so good. At, yeah. playing, at playing this straight man. He was good in yeah. everything he ever did. And yeah. that was a, a killer example of it all coming kind of to fruition. But if you really want to have some fun, go back and watch Glory. That movie's amazing, but he's yeah. amazing in it. Uh, he's incredible in homicide life on the street um i really he's great in the mist as well i what i respect about that guy was he did this interview where he talked about how his career was heading like the direction of denzel washington's like a a black man in hollywood really killing it getting all these great roles and he made this like this decision to spend to cut back and like turn down stuff and spend more time with his family and raise his kids and i just really respected that he's like yeah i could have had my career could have been much larger. I'm convinced of that, but I don't care. I really enjoyed what I did here. And yeah, I don't know. I like that, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that a lot. That guy was awesome. I miss him already. Um, all right, let's move on to, uh, being done. Oh, that's by the way, film gmail.com. If you want to email us, that's great. If you want to text us, here's a way. 801-471-0462. You can also send us voicemails. And I have a couple that are going post today that are just a little longer and less questiony. They're a little more statementy. So, and they're older. So I want to make sure they get played. So listen to those. That'll be after the show or right after we close out here. So check those out. In the meantime, join us on Patreon. Now we got some new folks since we last talked and I love these people. Spaghetti syntax. Uh, a programmer amongst us, really smart guy. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Kyle Kriska, sleeve wipe. That's <laughs> great. Yep. Gross. Yep. And Eric Austin Lee. These are brand new folks, and we love them, and we welcome them with open so arms. Shiny. Perfect time to get in because you're going to get the end of your stuff as well as start the new year right. If you want to get art in the mail, if you want to get some uh, special episodes from the host, Brian, we just put Brian's up. Yeah. It's about concert yeah. films. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was Appreciate really good. It. Yeah. Listen to the whole thing. Enjoy the yeah, hell out of it. And great. Please, if you haven't seen Stop Making Sense and The, the Last Waltz, those those two have to be seen. They're so good. They're must-watches, you would They're say. They're must-watches. Uh, anyway, if you want that kind of stuff, no one else is going to hear that but patrons, So uh, and us, of course, but get in there. Uh, you get pre-show content every week as well, and you'll never get ads. It's a perfect time to jump in. That's patreon.com slash filmsack. Today, our next movie, according to our list, is Throw Mama from the Train. Oh, oh, what's the, the, what's train. the line done away? 
Uh, Owen doesn't have a friend. Owen doesn't have a friend. That's right. I think I have that here. And I haven't even watched it. Uh, let's see. It was so prominent of a thing for Dunaway to say for so many years. Yeah, I know. Okay, here it, it is. Like, is he going to be able to say it afterwards? I know, right? Are you even able to use it again? Here it is. Owen doesn't have a friend. Oh, a little preview. Owen doesn't have a friend. <laughs> yep. I love it. I, I made that, so by the way. I recorded that in... <laughs> Oh, that was just last year. So never mind. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can't remember when I, I did I just, it. I love saying that in real life all the time when somebody talks about having a friend or something. It just right. it makes me laugh. It is like it's like Tourette's almost. I, yeah. I can't not <laughs> scream it out loud when somebody says it. It's good. Anything good that Tourette's. has the word friend in it. Yeah. yeah, if it has friend in it, it's like ah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You see the actor Rupert Friend and you say, No one doesn't have a friend. <laughs> anyway, that's Storm Mama from the Train. That's next week. A uh, long time coming that one. I feel like it's been on our list forever and done away. And it's notorious in my history because when I was a kid and this movie came out, my, my mother would not let me see it. Wouldn't let me like it. She just wouldn't, she wouldn't even talk about it because the title of the movie was so rude. Sure. Oh, Oh, because it was how? like, how could you well, throw your it's mother? It's a very violent thing for, for you know, a yeah, mother. I guess so. Yes. All she ma- was very <laughs> offended by the title of the movie. She can't, and she can't believe that nice Billy Crystal would be in a movie with that title. <laughs> oh, that nice Billy Crystal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw him throwing out the baseball the other day. Yeah. can't believe he'd be in something right. like this. Hosting uh, the Oscars, and now he's throwing mothers from trains. <laughs> we were sitting around the fire pit last night after Christmas stuff, and my daughter's friend was here, and she said, we were talking about SpongeBob God, stuff. doesn't have a friend. So <laughs> right. God, doesn't have a friend. Everybody in the circle was like reminiscing about SpongeBob and how great it was, and they all love SpongeBob, have episodes memorized. It's like their generation, right? And right. And this girl goes, my parents didn't allow SpongeBob in our house. Oh, it's always somebody for a thing. And instead of me being all kind and sort of supportive, I said, "Oh, one of those houses." Oh <laughs> yeah. I think it was. I think it didn't. Uh, it went over fine. She was fine, but yeah. And she can watch I'm it now. Forward. She's twenty something. She can. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what it's going to be with my kid, like twenty years from now. Like I can't wait to hear. Like in those days, twenty years from now, they're going to talk about. Well, you know, uh, my parents didn't let me have whiskey at age ten, like everybody else, or what? I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Like we're, I think society in general is a little less picky about this, and I don't know what. Dad used to get upset when I went to Pornhub. Jeez. I mean, at least, <laughs> at least you know, a certain generation of parents had the Simpsons to blame for everything. Or right, but now right. you got what are you going to blame nine hundred adultish cartoons that are on a million networks like. Yeah, yeah it's, not, no. it's not the same anymore, right? And you can't, We're, you no uh, longer say Mortal Kombat's the problem. I'm sorry, but the video game business has eclipsed the entertainment business about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. We're hanging out in mixed company the other day, and I've used the, the animated series Invincible as an example of something that my kid isn't seeing, right? Yeah. Right. And then he just piped in and goes, Oh, I know that one. And we were like, Hold on, what? Excuse Hold me. Hold up. <laughs> need to, uh, we need to investigate time, this. Mm hmm. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't actually. He's never seen it. He's just seen right. like gifts that have been yeah, pulled yeah. from Invincible. Yeah, yeah, and also like you know, I can't imagine anybody showing their kid the boys, right, or or something. And if you did, you know, I, I would even question your parenting skills because that seems like you. a bit much. Exactly, but it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of odd because now is there's so much stuff coming from so many di- different directions, and it's like, how do you tell your kid everything not to watch? Right, it's like. Ah, don't watch that. It almost helps. Ah. It almost helps because yeah. there's not a singular target that they want to rebel with. 
anymore. Right. It's almost like a not a, it's not worth their time because there's too many yeah. choices. There's too many. It would take them forever. To, I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> think to tell my it's my kids not to watch the. It's like I wouldn't even think. Are you guys watching that? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know to tell you yeah. not to watch the yeah. Invincibles. By the way, this is this is uh, Randy when he heard his son knew something about Invincible. You ready? This is what you said. Yeah, I say, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hold up hold up wait a minute pretty much how i reacted i it was like yeah. I, my head spun 180 degrees <laughs> all at once that's amazing all right we'll be here with us next week everyone throw mama from the train get on it where's that streaming sorry we didn't say i am i don't know oh it's it's yeah, I, check. it is i checked uh, it i checked it i'm sure it's streaming it's on HBO max it's on the Max now. Oh, it's Max. All right. Of course, Max has all the movies. That's what they do. It's on the, yeah, Max. the Max. Oh, yep. side recommendation. Uh, Nicole recommended this on TMS, but the Merry Little Batman. Yes, uh, I enjoyed that. I loved I it. That a lot. I loved it. Yeah. The animation style alone oh, is worth Luke the price Wilson. of admission. Luke Wilson's oh, great. It's oh, I watched oh, it. I watched it yesterday and loved it. But it's my example of could have been a little bit tighter. It felt yeah. like the runtime was a bit long for me. Yeah. Uh, to for its purpose, it's they could purpose. have also. I think they could have leaned into the weirdness of it a little bit. I think they they softened some of that up some. But I think yeah. the overall effect was. And this is great for little kids could totally watch it. It's great. Yeah. It's really cool. fun. And of course, everybody uh, thought of Film Stack, right? When he falls down the sewer into Penguin's lair. Oh, totally. It's the first thing I thought oh, about. Oh, really? Oh, funny. I haven't watched it yet, yeah. but that sounds hilarious. Also, the Penguin played by the guy who Jerry wants him to help him make his Pakistani yeah. restaurant. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Babu. Yeah. yeah. Babu. Right, yeah. Where is Babu? Hi. <laughs> Very bad man. Very Jerry. bad man, Jerry. That guy. He plays the Penguin of all things. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that'll be it for us. Filmsack.com is the website where all links are found. You can find all this stuff there. If you want to leave us reviews wherever you get your shows, that would help us immensely. That's going to do it for us until the year 2024. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. A can of smashed assholes. We'll see Mm. you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. I want my tape back. I want it back. I want it back. <laughs> <laughs>